In this episode of the Unfold the Soul, Bless His Heart Leadership Podcast, we're talking about moving parts, body bags, and whistling Dixie, baby. Girl, he reads from these journals he kept when he was a principal. Uncut and uncensored, putting all his business in the street. The podcast, Bless His Heart. The name, Ken Williams. I am simply amazed with the sheer number of moving parts this job has. I have to believe that some part of why I'm so overwhelmed is that I'm flying solo in most of the critical areas I'm dealing with. I'm looking for areas to delegate to Paul, but because I don't trust him to follow through the way I need him to, I've been giving him a whole lot to do. Every time I picked up a piece of paper with something I had to do, I saw something else that I'd forgotten about. On a high note, I need another body bag because another body fell today. Jeez, man. That makes how many now? 26, baby. And editorial note, right beneath that line, I've got all 26 names listed, but I will not read them to protect the innocent and my own life as well. That marks another week in the books, another round of interviews, transfers, and resignations. This Friday marks the end of CRCT testing. I can only hope that we showed good growth and we could make annual yearly progress this year. The one highlight for today was meeting with the mother and grandmother of one of my students. This student happened to be a white first grade girl. Her guardians had some concerns about a couple of different incidents, one on the bus and another in the classroom. She goes on to describe the incidents, the grandmother does, and while recalling the description of the student in question, she referred to him as a colored boy, just as normally as I'm breathing, baby. The Old South Lives. baby let's get into this first off want to talk some about uh, my dilemma with all of the moving parts of the principalship now i've consulted for almost 15 years and i've i've come across uh, school leaders who do a great job of building other leaders throughout his or her staff and i've worked with leaders who are a bit uh let's say controlling and end up doing a whole lot more than they should. Um, They don't delegate well. So I wanna tell you that this isn't a situation of me wanting to control everything. Absolutely not. I will admit though, this is my first time with an assistant principal. I mean, I had been an assistant principal, but my first principalship was at a small school and that county you know, had a, a number cut off before they would staff a school with an assistant principal. We had about 350 students. So I was flying solo there. Here, I wanted to delegate. Like, I, I wanted to delegate. I wanted to learn on the fly what it's like to have a an assistant principal that you, you know, you partnered with. But um, the situation, it was just such a shit show. And... God love this guy. He's a great guy. But uh oh man, 
just leadership just wasn't his thing, you know? Like, he'd, be a, he'd make a great front man for business. You know those old movies where, you know, you have those old hole-in-the-wall restaurants that keep a wait list and that everybody loves and the food is great and there's just like a face, there's a front man. Like, I think like the Palm, the, the Palm restaurant in DC used to have a guy named Tommy Giacomo. I hear Tony Kornheiser used to talk about a whole lot. And Tommy was just the face of the Palm and, you know, knew people by name and, you know, bent over backwards from like, like Paul was that kind of guy. He is just a great guy, but way too many personal relationships on staff. And honestly, you know, if I told him anything, it was like a sieve. So I just want you to know that I wasn't, I wasn't struggling with control then. I really did want to give it away. And so with that in mind, however, there is a lot of hero ball being played out there, you know, where you know, we're trying to be like the single charismatic leader or the single leader in charge or the leader in charge that has all the control. And that is just not the way to do it, especially in school leadership. It just has no place. The only place hero ball uh, is appropriate is in the movies, because that's how that's the that's the movie trope. You know, any any movie about education basically goes like this. Um, one educator in the school is awesome and everybody else sucks. And that's how it's done. But in real life, moving your school forward, changing the narrative, improving achievement is about a team of people. But that just that's not going to fly. Like nobody's ever made a movie. So you see that collaborative team and the changes they've made or that awesome guiding coalition? That doesn't happen. So while I'd never had an assistant principal before, I knew that I wanted to delegate some things. I can also tell you, I had no idea how good it could get with a really good assistant principal. I didn't know that at this time. I, I'll know it in the future. You'll hear about it in the future, but man, I have no idea how good it could be. So the, the body bag portion of this episode is, you know, after a while you just start laughing. I mean, I'm at the lowest performing, I'm leading the lowest performing school in the district. You know, again, and I've talked about this in past episodes. It's not like I've got people lined up around the block waiting to fill positions. I'm shitting myself because I don't know how the hell I'm going to fill these positions. But it is what it is. It's one of those things. Like, it's almost a good problem to have because I needed people to go. And um, just clarity around mission, clarity around where we're going um, helped a good number of people make moves i mean at this point in the podcast journey it's 26 people that's a whole lot you just sit and giggle after a while and that's that's what the journal entry was just a list of names and i said this before you're gonna lose some people that you don't want to lose but uh for me there was just a greater good in really working to reshape that culture and i respect every i have respect for every person who uh made the choice to move on to greener pastures because uh, you know I used to tell them hey let me help you find the right fit for you this, this, this is not the fit this is not where you this is not the fit for you if you mess with my children if you mess with my kid if you mess with my baby you're messing up so <laughs> let's work that out And so I, I always appreciate the folks who leave even though I spent the entire summer trying to replace all those vacant positions and lastly 
is the comment the grandma made about the colored boy. Uh, we have sort of a problem here. <laughs> this journal entry is more than a decade old, and uh, more than a decade later, I'm older. I believe I'm wiser. I have a lot more experience. I still don't have shit to say. I don't know what else to add. All I can tell you is I know she didn't mean anything by it. She meant no harm. It kind of left me kind of in a jaw drop position. Have you ever had a dreams that that you um you had you 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 could you do you you want you you could do so you you do you could you you want you want him to do you so much you could do anything. And I I would I think I'd write the same journal entry today that I wrote more than a decade ago. It just kind of left me speechless. I know she didn't mean anything by it. Like she didn't she didn't mean anything by it. It just reminds me of a story. You know, before I recorded this episode, I, 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 I took a screenshot of that entry and sent it to my daughter because she was working at a, she works at a chiropractic clinic and she was asked to cover for someone, you know, in Thomaston, Georgia, about an hour from here. And she had the exact same experience. These two guys were talking and one agreed to send some smoked meats over to the other one. Uh, the black gentleman left and on the way out, um, but he, the black gentleman was coming back that afternoon and the white guy who was smoking the meats told my daughter uh, here give this address to the colored fellow who just left and she did she was just like uh, just like wow almost feel like you're in a time machine so she meant nothing by it I don't have any great lessons for it uh, it wasn't my place at the time to try to usher her into uh, the 2000s maybe I should have but it didn't cross my mind you know I didn't want to detract from her very legitimate concerns about some student behavior. So that is that. I hope you glean a lesson or two from it. No hero ball, delegate responsibilities, grow leadership. Don't fret over uh, folks jumping ship because it, it, it provides you an opportunity. And if you're at a school with the reputation and narrative of my school, it provides you a great opportunity to begin shaping a new narrative, right? A new message, a new story about your school, your campus, your district. Start with the crown. It's here. It's done. I am so excited to announce that my book, Rootless Equity, is now available on Amazon.com. Rootless Equity, Disrupt the Status Quo and Ensure Learning for All Students. This is my defining work to this point. If you enjoy the podcast and trust my judgment, then I urge you to go to Amazon, search Rootless Equity, order the book, and Please, if it resonates with you, leave a written review. If you're not sure about the work or you want to introduce someone to it, send them to ruthlessequity.com. They'll get a quick summary and idea of what the book is about. But uh, you know how I shoot. I shoot straight. I'm all about equity, excellence, and achievement for all students, regardless of background. 
I honor educators, pour into them every day. And Ruthless Equity is a coach on your shoulder, a guide on your side, but I coach. I'm just going to warn you right now, the same for everybody. If you want to give me to blow sunshine off your back all day long, baby, this book is not for you. But if you have been uh, influenced by a great coach in your life, one that in a half hour will take uh, seven minutes to tell you what you did well and spend the other 27 minutes talking about how you can be great. And you the whole time, while you may not want to hear what's being said, you understand that that coach is taking time to pour into you, to invest in you, then Ruthless Equity is for you. Again, go to Amazon, search Ruthless Equity and purchase it there. Or you can go to the website, ruthlessequity.com and learn more about the book. I'm really proud of it. I, I hope to hear from you. I want to hear your feedback. Thank you so much for your patience and start with the crown. On the next episode of the Unfold the Soul, Bless His Heart Leadership Podcast, we're going to talk about how to make lemonade out of a bowl of damn district lemons, baby. You've been listening to the Unfold the Soul, Bless His Heart Podcast with Ken Williams. For more information about Ken, visit unfoldthesoul.com.